Hello everyone, it's been a little bit of a time since I have been on the late night talk, domestic violence, um, on God's gift through his word, and of course this is Tanika Drake, and I'm on, not just because I haven't been on for a while, but in the news, because I live in California, um, just recently, uh, Sunday, uh, my mother had sent me a link, and she sent me a link to the fact that a woman had just been killed, uh, stabbed um, multiple times in the parking lot of a church named City of Refuge. And um, the person who stabbed her, the perpetrator, the man, fled. And I don't know yet if they have caught him. Uh, but that made me all the more want to do what I've been doing. I took a break because I was just getting so tired uh, but it's still a message that has to come out and has to be shared domestic violence takes your life if you're not careful it will snuff you out and just stop your life and that is one of the most powerful things when people are telling others to leave and while I found out for myself you're not leaving because you're a coward you're not leaving because you have no other option. You're leaving to save your very life. It is really a life and death situation. And if you stay in that situation too long, you may not be around tomorrow or the next day to see another day because your life will be snuffed out and there's nothing you can do. And another thing that was brought to my attention is that when you don't speak up about what you're going through, nobody can assist you because nobody knows what to do because they are not aware that you're in a very volatile situation. When you're in those kind of situations, especially domestic violence, you have to tell somebody. And I know there are many, many reasons that we don't tell. Domestic violence is not the best thing to talk about, knowing that someone is placing their hands on you in a harmful way and all the extra stuff that goes in it. But your life is worth more than the shame that you feel. And you have nothing to be ashamed of because the person is inflicting that harm onto you. And you're the one that needs to be protecting yourself. So before I go any further, I'm going to pray. I don't normally do this on this these um, domestic violence because I just get back into um, everything. But I feel that is what is needed tonight. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to get into some more of the topic for tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, you're gracious and merciful God. Lord, I pray for the family that has just lost a loved one in this tragic accident or this tragic not even accident, Lord, this tragic murder, really, Lord God. Lord, you are so powerful. Lord God, help me to deliver the message of domestic violence in a way that will touch people's hearts and, Lord, give them information, Lord God, that they can use, that they can change their lives if they're in something with a toxic person, an abusive relationship. Lord God, it starts very subtle. So Lord God, I just ask for your help in everything that I do. Lord God, let me share knowledge and let me impart that into other people so that they can be 
better in their lives and that they can have a chance and not be fearful, Lord God, because you have not given us a spirit of fear. So, Lord God, I just thank you on tonight. Lord God, bless every heart and mind that shall hear these words. And Lord, may this be helpful. Thank you. In the name of your son, Jesus, I pray. Amen. So we are going to go ahead and get into this. And I don't really know how long this message is going to be because I had not really planned and intended on um, something like this happening besides what has happened prior because there have already been domestically violent situations in the news prior, but this is just fresh and new. And it was just on the 20th and we are just on the what is it today? The 23rd day. So just three days prior, uh, just got this news. So this is going to be a part one and we're going to do part two and part two. We're going to stay there for a little bit, um, in the faith and spiritual abuse. That's where we're going to, that's where we're going to be really going hard. So right now I feel I need to go back a little bit and go back into all of what we covered before in some previous segments. And so we're going to look at the definition of domestic violence. And it is a pattern of learned abusive behaviors that a person will use to intimidate, gain power and control over another person. And that abuse can happen between intimate partners, spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends, living partners, former living partners, parents and children, and even other types of relationships. Look, Domestic violence is very serious. And if you don't think that you're in something and you're like, well, the person doesn't put their hands on me. They don't touch me. All he does is say a couple of words. All she does is say a couple of words. And that's not, you know, abuse. Well, it is. Uh, unfortunately, to say verbal abuse is how it starts with the name calling, with the emotional degrading and berating and belittling. It is it is a start in the beginning. It will progress. It may be a slow progression, but it will progress. And the verbal abuse is tied to the emotional abuse. Your emotional abuse is tied to the mental, which is your psychological abuse. All of those is where the person needs to manipulate your mind in order to control you to do what they would have you to do so that you cannot go anywhere, depend on anybody but them for assistance and help. And isn't that a terrible way to be? You're in a domestically violent situation. You have an issue with the person and all you can do is look to that person. You don't want to be in a situation like that. So if I'm speaking to you on today, just know it is okay to tell someone about your situation. I did it. It's not easy, not by a long shot, but what happens is a lot of people want to try and handle it themselves. And not only do they want to handle it, it's the finances of how am I going to pay my bills and get back and forth to work. I don't have a job or I don't have transportation or the list goes on of reasons and excuses not to leave. But over those excuses, the most important thing is your safety and your life to be alive, to live for the next day and for your children. So I just wanted to say this is a very tough subject. Nobody wants to know that someone's going through domestic violence because it comes with so much stuff. You can be in a sexual, sexually assaultive 
um, situation in domestic violence because that touches you as well. You would never think the person that you love would rape you. You would never think you would be sexually assaulted, but you can be, and it does happen, and it is not the best thing to share. But I just want to encourage you on today that over that mountain, over the other side of the despair, the ugliness, the hurt, the pain, the shame, the guilt, the blame is a new day, a new horizon, a new path for you to choose and walk down. It's not going to be an easy path, but it is going to be a better path for your life on the next side, on the next try. You will be okay. And while you're going through what you're going through, know this. You have been taught a lesson. You have learned life lessons from what you have come through. Some of us don't make it through alive. And that woman was one of those who did not survive. So if you're in a toxic situation and you don't know what to look for, you don't know the signs, just know this. If someone is trying to control you, if they're verbally calling you out your name and just being rude and berating you and condescending to you, you can kind of tell that you're in that situation. The only thing is the manipulation that they will be telling you is no, it's not true. So I want you to really look at your situation objectively and just look at it and see if that person is really the one that is being abusive to you. Okay, so while that is one thing I wanted to talk about, I also wanted to go back and talk about the cycle of violence. And that was um, created by Miss Leonore Walker. And there are three patterns of this cycle of violence. All right. Hello again, everyone. And we were just getting ready to talk about the cycle of violence. And I thought I should take a pause. So there are three different stages within the cycle of violence that are very, very important to note. And we have spoken about it before. I have talked about it before in past segments on the late night talk, but there's never anything wrong with going over this information again. So there are three phases. And the first one is the tension building phase. What kind of phase is that? Well, that is a phase where things are going to start to happen. You're walking around the person. Things seem a little uneasy. <clears throat> You want to walk around eggshells around them. You know there's a heightened awareness to them. They're a little more than angry with you. And this could last um, a long time, the tension building phase, because it could last from one month to seven months, eight months. Just depends on the individual who 
is doing the perpetrating. So that tension is building and building and building and building. Okay. And then you go to phase two, which would be the violent explosive phase. So the tension builds up to an explosion. So what does that mean? That is where everything just hits the fan. The hands get to hitting and shoving and slapping and punching and all those kind of terrible things. That is the violent explosive phase. And that will last for a long time. It may last for three hours, two hours, maybe an hour, but it will be a severe time until that person is finished in their explosive act against the other individual, which is very, very unfortunate and a very, very hard thing to get out of when you're in that explosive mode. There's not really much you can do to get out of that without you're getting hurt even more severe than what is already happening and transpiring in the moment. So after the tension phase, after the explosive phase, there's another phase that comes and that's the honeymoon phase. And what do I mean by the honeymoon phase that it was created by Lenore Walker? The honeymoon phase is where everything is lovely. Everything is romantic. Everything is sweet. The person will tell you they are so sorry. They'll never do it again. You're the only one for them. They never meant to hurt you. They will never want to see you hurt by anyone. All these kinds of lovey-dovey things that they will say to you. But when you know about love, you know this one very fact. Love does not hurt. And if someone's going to be loving to you, then they need to show you. And putting their hands on you clearly is not a way of showing love. So if you think that's love because of how much they hit you or how much they verbally berate you or how much they can use their mind manipulation on you, that's not love. That's not love at all. That's just the person using using their control over you to get you to do some things that they want to do, but they'd rather put it on the other person. And that's just, you know, our life is unfair, but that's just unfair in that particular situation. So I want to pause right now and say to you all, that are listening. If you're involved in a domestic violence situation, toxic or abusive, verbal or mental, psychological, whatever it is, know that there is a place to call the National Domestic Violence Hotline and it is 1-800-799-SAFE, S-A-F-E, and the numerical digits is 7233. I have utilized that line myself and they really connect you to local organizations in your area. So it won't be someone far away from you, but it will be someone in your area. So after this, I think we're going to be done and wrap this up. I just wanted to say, you know, you need to speak out and you need to speak up because domestic violence works when you don't speak up, when you don't tell anybody what's going on. Everybody will think everything is fine. When you don't speak out about what's happening to you, everybody will walk past you like everything's okay. You don't have to put on the facade of being stronger than you need to be. God has given you enough strength for each day. So on today, I pray that you will 
really seek his counsel if you are involved with an ungodly person or something like that just know don't try to stay and fight please call that number get some help and let them find you resources in your local area it'll be so helpful <laughs> so i hope you guys will have a very blessed night and we will be talking tomorrow about spiritual abuse and faith. We will be talking about all of that tomorrow. So God bless your hearts. And I will be back tomorrow evening. I'm trying to stick with 10 to 11, but I don't get so tired. But God bless you. And I will see you later. Take care, everyone.